0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Women Who Travel, a podcast from Conde Nast Traveller. I'm Lale Arakoglu, and with me, as always, is my co host Meredith Carey. Hello! This week, we're chatting with a familiar voice Women Who Travel contributor, body image advocate, and sexual wellness expert, Laura Dell'Arato. Next Tuesday, she officially adds another role to the mix as a published author. Her book, My Pleasure, An Intimate Guide to Loving Your Body and Having Great Sex, will be in bookstores starting March 29th. So today we're talking all about
1: travel, sex, and self-love. Hey, Laura. Hello. Wow. I feel so happy to be back. We are so happy to have you. Exactly.
2: Um, I wish we had the rights for like, let's talk about sex baby. But that's definitely, we definitely (laughs) do not have the money to insert that. So you just get to like have my fun voice singing to you. But I want to kick it off by asking how travel and self-love intersect for you personally.
1: I grew up as a really like shy kid. I grew up in a bit of an unstable environment. And for a lot of my life, I spent it feeling very like landlocked and feeling like I didn't deserve to travel or I like couldn't be a person who traveled. And when it started to become like a thing that I really wanted to get into, um, I realized that when I actually did it, when I actually booked trips and I actually like went on these adventures, I mean, and my adventures were like, go to Portland for four days, <laughs> go to Chicago for three days. It made me have to rely on myself and every decision that I made. And when I got back home, I realized that everything that I thought was terrifying didn't scare me anymore. Every single, like, I'm going to ask someone out on a date. Every single, like, I'm going to ask for a second opinion at the doctor. I'm going to ask for a raise was less terrifying because I just was in a city alone by myself with only, um the information I have about that city's metro, (laughs) which is often very little and travel is a way for you and for, well, for me specifically to like understand a different place, how people live and how that can be reflected back into my life when I'm back in New York. And it just has made me feel significantly more confident as a person to travel.
0: One of those stories that you mentioned, I remember, touched on dating abroad and when you're traveling. What's that sort of journey been like? And what, you know, what learnings about yourself did you garner from those experiences?
1: Truly the best date I've ever been on was in New Orleans. And I went to New Orleans and I had this excellent date because I I asked this person, I was like, show me something that I would never see as a tourist. Don't show me the French Quarter. Show me um, something else. And this person took me to a hole-in-the-wall, super cool burger place and then another really cool music venue that was not on any single, like, list I'd ever seen. Um, I saw this really cool electronic electronica band that um, I didn't know existed. I remember, like, leaving the end of that date... And just being like, this is a true travel experience that no travel blog would ever hand me. So I think that it like allows me to get to know a person in their city on their home turf. Get to like experience a part of like in this particular case, New Orleans from a completely different point of view and sort of like have that bit of a. intimate fantasy of it all, like you're a new person in a new place. And depending on how you feel and depending on how I feel, I often go into those scenarios being like, I'm going to communicate with this person that this is a one-time date because I don't live here. (laughs) P.S. And I can be any version of myself that I want to be on that date. And I think as long as I am communicative And keeping that person's heart safe, and I'm keeping my heart safe in that, it has made, again, like, coming back to New York and dating and communicating and all that stuff, like, so much easier. Because now you've had this, like, template, this roadmap in this, like, TBD, WIP, every other workplace
2: initials.
1: I love a workplace acronym. One of my recent trips I went on, I went on a date in Chicago and it actually was like this really good experience where I am trying very hard to figure out what like open relationships look like. What does that look like for me? What does that look like for my partner? And this was a scenario in which like I got to go on a date in a new city while I had to communicate this information to my partner back in New York. And it was like an incredible exercise in like how do you take care of another person so there's just like so many cool ways that you can go about it and plus you get to be like cool confident girl in new city (laughs) be who you want to be and and the date will like follow it'll follow through and then you could be that person wherever you want whenever you get back home
2: you know i think what we're talking about with like relearning that confidence on vacation, or when you're traveling is something that we can all really identify with. But I'm just curious, because this book, My Pleasure is all about sexual wellness. Like, what was your path to discovering that sexual wellness
1: was like part of self-love and self-care for you? I definitely grew up in a a way where like, I, I didn't like my body. I really hated it. It was like, it was the thing that was like, the moment you lose weight is the, is when you're going to be able to fall in love. It's going to be the thing that's going to make you attractive to other people. Um, And that caused so much very serious, like self-esteem issues. I had an eating disorder up until I was probably like 26. I just turned 35. So I am still like kind of under the nine years of that shadow. Um, it, wasn't until, and this is very funny and very silly, um, when I was in grad school, I went to grad school at the new school, and I needed a job to pay my rent at the time, uh, because I was living in Brooklyn with like five other roommates and a dog, as all of us have done that, and I needed something close to school, so I ended up working at the pleasure chest in the West village, a sex toy shop that caters to every single person. But the one really special thing about it is that in order to work there, you need to go through training to make sure that everything you're telling another person is accurate. Cause like with sex, there is not a lot of education around it. And especially with sex toys, there's not a lot of regulation around it. So people, not people, but like companies can sell sex toys with every type of chemical in it. And won't uh, see any repercussions of it because we don't see sex education or sex toys as like a viable thing that we should care about for our bodies. For anyone listening, get your sex toys the same material as your kitchenware. Doesn't hold bacteria, makes life easier, doesn't attach to the poorest parts of your body, live your life. Anyways, in this time, I'm like in grad school, I'm working at the pleasure chest. I'm also freelancing. Um, I'm trying really hard to like Handle this eating disorder that was like ravishing my body and like wasn't making me lose weight. It was just making me like tired and lose my hair and like ruin the back of my teeth and like just hate myself even more. And while being at the pleasure chest, I got to see so many cool people and I got to learn so many things and I got to like go through these workshops and educational experiences. And every time I went through everything that anyone told me, every piece of advice, every book that I read, it always came back to like, it has nothing to do with like your weight has nothing to do with like this, like how you're supposed to present in the world. Like confidence comes with it from within self love comes from within. And we have just been taught all of these lies throughout our lives from TV, from movies, from society, every single thing. And from there I got into treatment. So truly like the sex industry saved me because it taught me that like everyone deserves pleasure. And the moment you feel that or believe that for yourself, you can start that like self-love journey because pleasure isn't just like sexual pleasure or the kitchenware sex toys <laughs> that I'm, I'm recommending. It's, like, pleasure to, like, to put yourself first, to take a walk, to get extra sleep, to go to that workout class, to not go to that workout class, and, like, finding that, like, what makes you feel good has to always come first, and, like, that's how it all started. And now I'm here. Who knew? I, I feel like we've kind of already touched on kind of what
0: your path to talking about sexual wellness and wanting to educate others about it um, was but you know a lot of our women who travel episodes of the next few weeks are all centered around wellness and the different ways that it can play a role in our lives um, and the ways it intersects with travel how did the sexual wellness space come into your life beyond that time working at the pleasure chest and kind of learning all these new things that you hadn't been exposed to before
1: because my whole life has been centered around being plus size. Like I often feel like I navigate the world in a different or, um, like in a, just a different, more unique way, not necessarily better or worse than anyone else, but like there are certain things I have to like consider when I walk into a room, when I walk into a clothing store, when I date, when I have sex with someone, when I get naked, all these things, because the only time I've ever seen a person who looks like myself in a sexual way is, um, Either as a joke in some film or some movie, or incredibly fetishized in pornography, there's often not an in between in those. So, like a huge part of all of this, also discovering like how much like I needed to work on my self love and how to build that was like making good decisions around sex and like making good decisions about how people I allowed people to treat and care for my body, and that has a lot of trial and error around it like how often have I like been on the receiving end of a DM because Instagram is wild um where it's like I would never date you but I would totally fill in the blank expletive uh things and sex with you or how many times have I like been on tinder and someone writes back like I love a big girl and you're and you're just like on the other end like well I also really love murder podcasts can we talk about that like (laughs) I love weird books (laughs) I love nail polish uh and so for me like a lot of my journey has been like is like setting my boundaries, figuring out like what my yes, no maybes are with sex. Like, you know, the things I will do, the things I won't do, the things I'm like, don't even really know if I know about them enough to do and how like I have like set up those boundaries for the people that I let into my life, especially people that like get to like touch me and get to like be like, I would say the privilege of (laughs) of being naked with me. I I must say, Um, because like, You can't go through working at the pleasure chest and not be like, I'm like very good in bed. (laughs) You can't say that. Everyone who works at a sex store, a toy store knows what they're doing. And like, I truly think like for me, like for a while there, I felt really like demoralized by my experiences with other people in bed. And like, not that I felt like I was going to give up, but I always thought like, Oh, this is just how I'm going to get treated. I'm always going to be a fetish or someone's secret or, someone that they're not going to take me on a date or they're going to go on one date with me. And I have found that like by putting a stance down and by being like, no, we're going to go out to dinner or like, don't say that to me. Like I'm not just like a curvy body on the end of like a DM Um, that I'm a real human person. It actually has allowed me to have a better understanding of how to talk about like self-love and self-pleasure and like give myself those like tools to be like you deserve more than this and from that using things like my Instagram my book the newsletter that I never write on <laughs> to, you know per you know it's hard when you have a personal project that no one pays you for and you're like I got other things to do um I use like the platforms that I have to have a conversation about self-worth which is inherently connected to self-love and pleasure and having a good sexual time
2: um I, I want to talk about getting naked for a second, because maybe unexpectedly, travel can often involve being nude in public, whether it's at a hot spring or an onsen or a nude beach or a nude resort. I know you have a section in your book about taking nudes, but what advice do you have for people entering like nude spaces on vacation for the first time?
1: I think the more that we see ourselves naked, the better off we'll be. And not because like, hey, it's real cool to be naked. It, actually, it is really cool. Sometimes it's like really fun, but like we are bombarded by images all day. There is no part of any of our days, whether you work in like our industries or not, that you are not being told what an ideal beauty standard is. And you're not being told that through like verbal, visual, like ad related reasons. It is a true smorgasbord of, like, here is what the world thinks is, like, a be- a beauty standard. But what happens is that our brains start to recognize that as the default. That's the standard. So when we haven't looked at ourselves in the mirror for quite some time, because, you know, we're busy. We're busy. Busy ladies. And then you take that glance and you're just like, what? what? <laughs> this is what I look like? I don't look like that. And, like, I'm now I'm going to start feeling bad because I don't look like that. So... What happens when we show ourselves ourselves or when we like surround our Instagram feeds or social media feeds or like the people around us with people who look like us or people who don't look like us that we want to get to know more, we start to believe that is the standard. So when you go home tonight or while you're listening to this podcast, let us be in your ears while you do this. Just look at yourself naked. Get used to it. Understand how everything feels and folds and like don't judge yourself. It's just that's your body. And our bodies are designed to put us at the size and weight that they are, that naturally want, it wants us to be, to protect us, to care for our organs. We are a suit that cares for our organs. You know, if we like really think about it Um, and you just like sit with that and do it tomorrow, then do it the next day, then do it one morning before your zoom call do it on a Zoom call, but, like, keep your camera off. I don't know. do whatever you want. We are not recommending that <laughs> Don't everyone... recommend it. Like, I haven't done it. Hey, don't do that. Yeah, that's just playing with fire. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, as soon as I said it, I was like, the stress. Except, um, for, except for that one thing. Like, oh, don't do that. But, like, I, I think that anyone going into that scenario, there is, of course, going to be, like, stress around it, but the more that, like, you as a person just, like, put yourself at your, like, your natural state and just feel good in your body, like, just, like, what you feel like naked going into a nude resort or into a nude scenario. Like, I've been into a few hot springs where you have to, like, shower off prior and you're around other people. I would say, like, you you now have, like, an entire, like, world of information that you've given to your brain that, You deserve to exist here and you deserve to take up space here because, you know, you've already done it a bunch of times. And if you're like just jumping in, you're like, what the heck? Everyone has to get naked here. The best thing to think about is that like every single person there is freaking out about themselves. No one's looking at you. No one in their right mind could even look at you. Um, Not because they don't want to, because maybe, like, you're super hot. I'm taking a guess. But I think anyone listening to this is probably, like, a super babe. But, like, everyone is already so concerned about what they look like that the idea of even judging you is, like, so far gone. And plus, it's 2022. You're going to judge someone? You're the loser in the room.
2: (laughs) Well, and I think, like, the nice thing about, like, traveling to hot springs or a nude beach is that, like... It's just like normal people who are there in their like normal naked bodies. It's not 50 supermodels. And I know, Lale for your onsen experience, if you don't go, like you're missing out on this trip and and how you feel about your body shouldn't preclude you from enjoying yourself. Yeah.
0: When I went to Japan a few years ago, a trip that I've talked about on this podcast quite a lot, I had the opportunity to go to quite a few onsens all of which require everyone to be fully naked and I'd never put myself in a situation like that before and as Meredith said I basically was like standing there with my little towel wrapped around me on the edge being like oh oh do I want to do this and then I was like but then if I don't I don't do it at all and the truly mortifying thing will be getting back to New York and saying I can't write about that part of the experience because I didn't do it. So I did it and on MC it was like it was ripping off a band-aid and by the end of the trip I was just like marching into nonsense not giving it a second thought and it was very liberating whether or not that feeling has stayed with me is um, yet to be seen because I just haven't been in that situation again in the last few years. But again, one of the biggest learnings for me was definitely that no one was paying attention to me. My ego was clearly far too big to think people cared about my presence at the onsen. And, you know, when everyone's naked, it's incredibly democratic. But it's not like an anxiety dream where you're the only naked person. Everyone is naked. Pivoting slightly, but still talking about travel and vacation and nudity sex on vacation is a tried and true cliche and so I have to ask as someone who worked at the pleasure chest what makes for great vacation sex oh
1: my gosh I think what makes great vacation sex is knowing your boundaries and understanding like what you like and what you want and that might sound a little bit like not necessarily homework but just like not like a orgasmic answer but i would say that like you're in a new space you're in a new place you're with a new person you're in a new city if you know who you are what you like what you will tolerate what you won't tolerate what your like boundaries are then go have fun um and it just like it takes all the like that fear away of like Oh no! Like this is shouldn't I shouldn't do this? Blah blah blah. I'm like, no. You already know exactly what you like and what you want, and you're in this like crunched amount of time that is super electric and fantasy filled and almost like a little naughty, which then like turns up that like that sexual arousal a bit more. And with all of that in the heat of the moment, just know what you like. There is uh, a thing that we, a lot of sex educators use called, and I referenced it earlier, which is the yes, no, maybe list. And what that really is. I do it like once every year for myself, but the way that it works is that you and a partner or just by yourself, you get like a list of sex acts. You can find them on the internet. (laughs) So easy. And then you do, um, on a notepad or like a, a document, um, You have a yes column, a maybe column, and a no column. And then you write, like, all the yeses that you would do, give or receiving in one in your yes. Your maybes are like, I don't really know what this is. I, maybe, who knows, you write that in there. And then in the no columns are the ones that you feel like, this is my hard no. I'm not doing this. This is where I need to be. And that mental exercise, or even, like, the physical exercise that turns into, like, a mental exercise is so good to just like have in your back pocket when you've met someone new. Cause now there is no hesitation about like, if someone wants to do something and you're like, I don't know, I don't know about that. Now, you know, cause you have it in this document. Um, that's on your, that's on your Google drive. It's like, we love a sex spreadsheet, <laughs> like <laughs> love a sex spreadsheet. Also like what's really interesting about that is like, as you grow and get older and change and like things change, like, I cannot tell you how many, like, maybes have gone to the yes list, how many yeses have gone to the no, how many no's have gone to, like, oh, I've learned more about this, like, and it's, like, kind of just fun to do for yourself. So, yeah, do that with a partner or just do it for yourself, and it just, it will make vacation sex, like, less stressful, significantly more naughty in a good way. And, like, it'll just, like, make it all better. So, yeah, and put it on your Google Drive. File it, put it, call it taxes 2022.
2: (laughs) You know, I know at this point we're like a third of the way through the year, but in an earlier episode, we had talked about like travel goals and how we're prioritizing ourselves this year. And obviously making a sex spreadsheet is a great way to do that. But do you have any other tips on prioritizing sexual wellness this year if people are building out goals or revisiting their January goals or just looking at at what the year holds?
1: Yeah, I um, I do the most tangible like easiest thing that you could like check off your list right now is invest in lubrication and this goes for every single person every single like identity every single like person with whatever type of genitalia you have invest in a good lubricant not because like it's cool to have cool lubricant or whatever but like i think that we all like look at sex as this way of like it should be like natural and it should be like the naturalness of our bodies and like that's super cool and fine everything but like what happens when friction happens is you can cause tearing inside of your body you can cause little nicks you can cause little cuts and that's how you can get a um an sti or uti or any sort of like irritation or infection and lubricant often is looked at as this like oh you need lubricant i'm not as good enough for you blah 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 and i think we should like really change that narrative and be like, no, lubricant's super hot. It makes everything slick, makes everything sensitive. It works with my body. And, um, lubricants like Slickwood is a really good one. It's liquid with an S <laughs> um, is <laughs> I say everything. I say everything that's like a product, like in a sexy voice, it's like, it's <laughs> liquid. Um, that is a product that I've used for years. I have really sensitive skin, like everywhere on my body. And, products often that you find at a drugstore or like your local um, CVS or Walgreens or whatever, they often contain ingredients like glycerin or parabens, glycerin, like GLY, like that's sugar, like, or it is a, like a property of sugar. So it makes it sticky and tacky. Parabens are preservatives that like allow for something to be on a shelf for longer. That, you know, often can have, like, negative, like, occurrences inside of the body. It's basically just chemical. So having products that have, like, that are maybe water-based so that they um, dissolve, things that do not have glycerin, do not have parabens, um, things that work with your sex toys, like, and things that, or a lubricant that can be, like, universal depending on what kind of sex act you use, whether it's, like, like, lubricant can be really great for, like, oral sex because, like, dry mouth that is a real life thing that happens to every single person didn't know that it was going to be on that po- this podcast right now you got to work you got to publish it, this
0: first for Condé Nast <laughs> Traveler for sure
1: uh, I'll be okay um I think like investing in a good lubricant because like again like it's great for your body you get to say you have a cool lubricant and it's just another thing that you get to like mentally check off in your mind like my pleasure my self-love my like another self (laughs) self self-assuredness like i'm putting my myself first by making by buying a product that's going to actively work with my body that's number one number two wait yes really quickly yes i'm sorry i
0: have a very practical question which i will answer it
1: for you can
0: you get lube in tsa friendly sizes
1: Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can get, um, I do a multiple of ways of doing this, but like, if I'm traveling somewhere that I know has, like, a pleasure chest or another sex toy shop that, like, carries lube, I always, like, will go stop there when I go. But, yes, you can get um, them in two ounces, and I believe four ounces is the maximum. Yeah, Slickwood has a four-ounce bottle. It's designed to be, like, travel-friendly. Even, like, companies like Babeland that has, like, their – and Dame and Lewan that all have, like, their own specific glycerin-free, paraben-free lubricants are all travel-friendly Because guess what? We see you, travelers, and they all see you, and you deserve to do that. Gosh, oh, can I tell you guys something? When I came back from Chicago, they had to open up my luggage because of a sex toy. And the funniest thing was they were like, oh, don't be embarrassed, like whatever. And I was like, I'm not embarrassed. And it was like (laughs) the most proud I'd ever been of just being like, you have to open up this bag. (laughs) Um, which in that case there are sex toys that you can have um that have like what's it called buttons where you can like turn it off fully so that it doesn't like register that it's like on or that available or you just take out the batteries but i would say for that just like be really proud when you go into tsa
0: also for that very practical question laura i cut you off you were going to um dish some more tips i think
1: (laughs) oh no i I mean i think that's like that's also one of the tips just be really proud of it like I think we live in a world and it's starting to get better now around like sexual pleasure how people um, go on social media and like uh, present themselves in a sexual way or even just like a sexy way and like changing the narrative around that has been really like awesome to see and I I just think that like If we can do one thing for ourselves this year is maybe like let go the shame of the fact that we're all sexual beings that all have sexual fantasies and all want sexual pleasure. The moment that like one of us gets rid of that in our brains and we can go through TSA and be like, yeah, sure, I have a sex toy with me. Maybe that person can feel a little bit more confident to like let go of that. And maybe that like ripples through the rest of us and then we can come out on the other side going to cool hot springs where we're all naked and no one cares. Wouldn't that be a beautiful world that we live in?
2: I'm going to give a third tip, which is buy Laura's book, which is out on March 29th. Uh, It's called My Pleasure. You can find it on the internet. We'll definitely link to an independent bookstore where you can buy it in the show notes. Um, But if people want to keep up with you online and your book and all of the things that you do, where can they find you on the
1: internet? you can find me, anyone can find me at my, on my Instagram at Hey, Laura hey with three Y's on the end. So it kind of sounds like, Hey Laura, Hey, um, you can catch me on my website, which has all of my like work and the writing I've done at lauradelorado.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, same Hey, Laura, hey. And then I'm also on TikTok, which isn't I should be cooler on TikTok, but I haven't figured it out yet. And it's also Hey Laura Hey with three Y's. And I have a newsletter that I will promise to actually write and do things on, which is heyLaura.substack.com.
2: Amazing. You can find me at oh hey there mayor. And me at Lale Hannah. Lale, we gotta get you to have put a put a hey in your Instagram to match, to match this trio. Yes. (laughs) Um, well you can find women who travel at women who travel on Instagram. We also have a newsletter, uh, which comes out every other week, uh, links to sign up for the newsletter will be in the show notes along with Laura's book and all sorts of other fun things. Talk to you next week.